Hello and welcome. My name is Nicole. I'm a yoga teacher, and this is your podcast all around the topics of yoga, health, mindfulness, and personal growth. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're doing well and that you're enjoying some good weather wherever you are right now. In Denmark, it's so la la, I have to say. But we have just come back from a holiday in the very north of Denmark. We were in Skane with my boyfriend's family. We were directly at the beach and it was so beautiful. And we were so much yeah, walking at the beach, just being in nature. And it was so crazy because the whole, I think, 10 days or so that we've been there, I was sleeping super well. Um, I, In general, I felt so good. And I could really tell that that just came from being so much out in nature and spending time outside and having the very, very fresh air there. And I didn't go swimming, <laughs> almost. Um, but it, the water is just really, it's so cold. But um, I'll get there slowly. But still, just being outside has a great great effect onto the body and that actually connects very much to Ayurveda which is uh, the topic of this week's podcast and uh, the big question of course is do you know what Ayurveda is because if not I would love to give you an introduction to the whole topic of Ayurveda and share with you my main learning so far to just yeah kind of like give you a perspective into what Ayurveda is and what you can learn from it And I for sure had no idea what Ayurveda is until a bit more than a year ago. Um, the, my first thought was seriously, oh yeah, hand cream. But nope, that's aloe vera. <laughs> It has nothing to do with Ayurveda. That's something else. And I came across because I did my first yoga teacher training in India. And Before that, I was like, I would love to do something more in India because if I go there, it's so far away and it would be such a shame just to do the teacher training there. But I should take advantage of being in this country. And then my mom was like, why don't you do an Ayurveda treatment or like a week uh, of Ayurveda? And that's then first when I started to look into, okay, what is this actually? Um, and I ended up going to India doing this week of Ayurveda before starting my teacher training. And so Ayurveda is very, very old and comes from India. And I like to think of it as the Indian medicine system, just like we have our Western medicine. Um, but it's definitely completely different than our Western medicine. And it's a very much back to basics and back to nature approach to living and very much focused on how we can live our lives the best way possible so that we can feel and be our best selves. And so in order to do so, Ayurveda um, provides some basic principles that give us a guideline on how we can take best care of our bodies and our minds to prevent any kind of disease or bad feeling or anything to actually develop. So it starts kind of like before anything um, happens, before there is any kind of disease. So it's very much preventive. So it tries to yeah, keep the body healthy and well and maintain a good health. So that's yeah, very much different to Western medicine, where it's more about treating a disease or an issue when it has appeared. So 
kind of like when it's already there, then we add medicine, we add surgery and whatever. And so Ayurveda is not that it's totally against Western medicine, um, but very much just coexistent. So of course, if there is something like some disease or anything that can only be treated with medicine or with surgery, then you should obviously do that. But Ayurveda is, as I said, just very much focused on already working to prevent anything from happening. So that is what Ayurveda is, kind of like this Indian medicine system, this science of life. So tr translated, it is, it's called science of life or knowledge of life. And um, there are some yeah, core beliefs and principles in Ayurveda, which I would like to touch up on in the following so that you can already take some things away from Ayurveda and yeah, get a better feeling of what it's all about and also maybe learn some things that you can integrate into your own life. But of course, uh, we cannot go fully into depth and detail because seriously, Ayurveda is this huge world. Um, and once you start dipping your toe into it, you just understand like, wow, okay, there is so much to be learned and so 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 many things but it's definitely so interesting so let's just get a little bit started with what Ayurveda is kind of like about um, and the first area I want to talk about is a food because it's huge for Ayurveda and generally I think we all know we are what we eat right But um, Ayurveda takes this actually very, very seriously. So um, yeah, a lot of the Ayurvedic teachings revolve around the topic of food and digestion. And normally we classify food according to its vitamins, its calories, minerals and so on. But in Ayurveda, it's more about the holistic energy of food and its quality. I know it starts to sound a bit airy-fairy, but bear with me. So it's more about is food food fresh or old is it hot or cold is it hard or soft so especially with fresh and old food that is um, stored in the fridge for some days or that is that is warmed up again so leftover food is seen as not having that energy anymore so not being the best food that you can take into your body but then it's also very much about seasonality so food is also divided into winter and summer food so winter food would be squash or stews and then summer food would be everything that's that's cool and light like watermelon or coconut water and it's According to Ayurveda, it's essential to pick the right food according to what time of the year it is, what time of the day it is, but also very much what kind of constitution you are in. And take a quick note of that. Constitution, that's also a huge topic in Ayurveda and we will get to that towards the end of the podcast. But first, let's stay with the food. So it's very, very important to yeah, choose the right food for yourself and that's, that's specifically right for you. So... That's also a main principle in Ayurveda, that everyone is just so individual and so different. So there is no one solution fits all, but it really has to be specifically tailor-made for every specific person of like what they should eat, how they should eat and so on. But one principle that is true for all of us is that there is nothing better than cooking for ourselves. I guess that's nothing new to you, but um, Ayurveda really stresses that fact so much that if we cook for ourselves, that is really the thing that uh, is best for our health of all things. 
because obviously it allows us to put the right foods into the meal and to know what's in there and also to prepare the food with love and consciousness so that's of course very very spiritual but there's this thought that if we prepare our food with love we take that love in and it's so much more healthy than if uh, we just eat out at a restaurant where someone is just yeah throwing things together or especially if we eat at fast food places because when we eat high processed and fast foods and when we eat sugar and when we, also when we drink alcohol and coffee then there's just no way that we get any love into the body but i guess that that is of course so obvious but that is just The, that has the most negative impact on our well-being but then it's not only about the quality of the food but also the quantity so if we eat too much or too little that has an impact if we eat too late at night or then also coming back to the quality of the food if we eat summer foods in the winter for example or then winter foods in the summer then our health and well-being just suffers greatly and there's also this uh, ayurvedic proverb that i really really like that illustrates um, very precisely what Ayurveda is about. It says, when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. So Ayurveda sees medicine as something you could prevent to take if you take care of your body. So if you start eating the right foods and doing all these things that Ayurveda says you should be doing, then you end up not needing any medicine because your diet is your medicine. And and then in order to have the correct diet, it's not only important what we eat and when we eat, but also how we eat. So there are a lot of rules because We, if we eat on the go or if we eat under strong emotions like stress or just uh, hurriedly, then we create so much anxiety for the body and for the digestive system. So we just force the body to rush uh, the digestion and taking the time to sit down, decorate your plate in a nice way, setting up just a nice meal for yourself with, for example, adding some eatable flowers into the dish or serving it on a banana leaf or something like that. Okay, I know that's not very realistic to do in an everyday life, but now and then, if you could do it, it would be amazing because self-prepared meals in a relaxed setting make all the difference. And I quickly want to say something about coffee because I mentioned drinking alcohol or coffee is not considered healthily in Ayurveda and I think the alcohol aspect is quite obvious but um, with coffee Ayurveda is also pretty strict about that. It says the best optimal thing would definitely be to not have any caffeine but the book that I lately read about Ayurveda which I'm also gonna link to you in the show notes because it was so good there the author writes that one cup a day is okay if you drink it in the morning and very 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 important if it's organic coffee because if it's not uh, organic and if the coffee beans are just from like a random plant where a lot of fertilization is used and so on It just is really harmful for the body. So especially with coffee, organic is really important. And some foods that are also super, super important to eat organically are blueberries. So blueberries are really like the one of the most fertilized foods of all. Then also strawberries. They are also a big candidate for being filled with um, pesticides. But I think in general, the more you can buy organic food, the better. So if possible, 
stick to organic food. That is um, so far dipping a little bit into the whole food topic. Another topic that is huge in Ayurveda is all around routines, which I've also done an episode about on my podcast. But yeah, so routines that are centered around self-care and that are connecting us to nature, so that are very nature-inspired, are strongly enhancing our well-being according to Ayurveda. And it's just so, so true. The small things that we do every day over time just have such a tremendous effect on our health in the long run. So establishing small daily routines can really, really transform our lives and our health over time so, so, so much. One routine I started doing now after having read this one book is Abhyanga. Abhyanga. <laughs> There are so many Ayurveda terms which are in Sanskrit and I try to stick to as few as possible because I feel like especially in the beginning that's just confusing but so Abhyanga means uh, self-massage and yeah so it ba basically this routine means to give yourself an oil massage in the morning so warming up some oil it could be coconut oil or unroasted sesame oil is also good but that also then um, can depend a little bit on your constitution which we are gonna still get to but so warming up this oil and then best is to just put out a towel on the bathroom floor that's at least how I did it now um, and then just sitting on that towel and pouring that oil over your body and just massaging it in and yeah giving yourself a really really nice self-massage and it's also really nice to put some oil into the hair and just leave it in a little bit i did that with coconut oil just like a little bit like a hair mask and then after i don't know yeah 15 minutes or so or however long it takes to do that massage taking a shower washing it all off and that's one of the routines that is highly highly recommended by ayurveda because it calms the nervous system completely down and lowers the cortisol and therefore just really releases stress and also touching ourselves or being also touched by others has such a huge effect onto our nervous system and onto our whole emotional state as well because it just yeah it feels like receiving love and the body loves that we need love so touching ourselves massaging us with warm oil is one of the best best things to do it also helps to detox the body and to support the lymphatic flow and is just overall considered to be one of the healthiest things to do for ourselves another routine that i'm currently working on is to eat meals at the same time every day and i think if you're not having a full-time job where you have a regular time that you start and a regular lunch break and then you come home and have dinner then I feel like it can be quite tough to have that fixed time every day because the schedule might change if you're self-employed there might come up appointments or then you go on vacation and everything changes up again and so so that's definitely a bit more challenging in my opinion. Um, but if you have regular meal times, you really help the body to first of all know when it can expect to get food and then therefore contribute to a much better digestion and also just hormonal balance. And nothing is worse for our hormones than skipping meals. So 
leaving out meals is dropping the blood sugar to a super super low level and that then yeah strongly impacts our hormones so never ever skipping a meal and regarding the times there is also this recommendation to optimally have the last meal at around 6 p.m at night of course that also depends a little bit where in the world you live because for example here in scandinavia the days are very very long and it gets late so it gets dark so late and we also tend to just go to bed later and then i feel like 6 p.m is a bit too early then i feel like it could also be 7 or 8 p.m but in general eating with the sunset is great but probably uh, in india the sun i don't even remember but i think the sun sets quite early so that's probably around 6 p.m so that's why And one other thing that I keep telling you and that I'm just praising and that I seriously do every single morning is drinking warm lemon water first thing in the morning. Well, not first, first thing. I brush my teeth first. Um, and then Ayurveda also recommends doing this tongue scraping. I haven't started with that yet. So just, yeah, scraping the tongue. But yeah, one, one Ayurvedic thing to do would be to drink warm lemon water and also if you don't have lemon just having warm water in the morning as like the second thing to do is so so highly recommended because after having a long night of sleep hopefully then the body is just depleted of um, fluids and liquids so it really really needs water to get going and so for our digestive fire it is super important to take in water and then why does it have to be warm so for the body, it's just easier to um, kind of like take in warm water because it doesn't have to bring up any energy to transform very cold water into warm water or to adjust it to the body temperature. And if we drink very ice cold water, it extinguishes our digestive fire and just in general slows down digestion according to Ayurveda so not having super ice cold drinks also if possible not in summer and especially not before having a meal so it is not good to drink cold water before eating because as I just said it really is extinguishes this digestive fire and I love to think of it as this fire because of course if we then put on a lot of cold water then the fire just goes out and also not um, drinking too much during we eat so maybe taking a little bit of sips of water but not like drinking a liter while eating that's just also messing up with digestion a lot and when i hear myself talking i realize that there's that it sounds like there is so so many strict rules and it's very harsh and so much to think about and to do and are you even enjoying life if you follow all these rules but I think it's also all a thing of taking what fits for you. So we don't all have to do everything that's being praised in Ayurveda, but we can just pick some small things that work well for us. Um, like I said, for me, it's super hard right now to establish a fixed time to have meals. But what works for me is doing this oil massage in the morning and to drink warm water. So just taking what works for ourselves and trying to yeah, find as many things as possible because if we create the best health for ourselves that we can we definitely enjoy life more because we just feel better um, but yeah that's of course everyone has to know that for themselves but let's come to the last point that I want to touch about which 
Finally, it is about the individual constitution that we all have. So constitutions is this huge um, thinking in Ayurveda, which is quite complex. But I'll try to just provide you with a basic understanding because, yeah, it just really is at the core of Ayurveda. So following Ayurveda, every single one on this planet, every individual has their own personal constitution which um, consists of the elements of fire ether water air and earth so those are the five elements and depending on you on which of these five elements is the strongest within you so that's just really individual that then allows to classify you as one of the three following you can either be dominantly what um dominantly so we are all kind of a mixture of all three of them but one of them is very very dominant so that can be either vata which is um, ether and air it can be pita which is a fire and water or it can be kapha which is water and earth so again really really fancy names and yeah we just touch up upon them quickly now so you don't have to remember any of it but just to give this general understanding so you can either be vata pita or kapha generally depending on on your personal constitution and also your lifestyle so the so we all have a natural constitution that, that we are born with but during the way we live and also where we live in the world and so this constitution and changes and we yeah we get very dominant in in one of them um, which isn't necessarily a good thing because if we have too much of one of these constitutions then we're out of balance so they optimally should be in kind of a balance because otherwise it just manifests as diseases or as things like constipation headache insomnia any kind of yeah thing that impacts our well-being so just to make an example if you are primarily a vata type so that's for example what i think i currently am i haven't been to an ayurveda practitioner i would love to do that to really get um yeah someone to tell me exactly what i am because there are these online tests that you can do just on the internet i can also link one into the show notes where it then tells you what constitution you're in but that's sometimes also a bit tough and you know with these online tests it's never like 100 and yeah i don't know but um for me it's that i'm primarily so i have a vata dominance um and vata um it was ether and air so it's very light and a uh, very light and airy constitution and so it that tends towards like nervousness, insomnia, restlessness. Um, and so for this kind of constitution, it is very, very important to then engage in any kind of grounding activity, especially grounding exercises like yin yoga, which is very, very um, calming and soothing. And then also to eat warm and nourishing foods and then also more the winter kind of foods. Um, but on the other hand, if you are, for example, more kapha, which is more like heavy and um, lethargic maybe, or um, uh, lazy, those are just if it is in a if you are have too much of kapha, then that's how it shows. That that's then like these negative sides to it. 
And there it's then suggested to practice more high intense high intensity exercises like um, running or power yoga or yeah any kind that just brings the heart rate up or hit workouts and then to eat lighter foods. Um, so basically a little bit the opposite to the vata. Um, but yeah, if you are interested in which kind of constitution you are, I can definitely recommend doing one of these tests or finding an Ayurveda practitioner. And it's just super nice to know um, because from there you can then see which um, things could you engage in to help balance yourself out. So Ayurveda is also just very much about finding the right balance. But yeah, what might work for you just won't work for anyone else because someone else might just have a completely different constitution and I think that's yeah makes it very good to understand that we're just all so so individual but yeah I think it's so interesting and I'm definitely gonna learn a lot more about Ayurveda which I then hope I can share with you all for now I hope that this gave you a first introduction to what Ayurveda actually is is all about if you have uh, any more questions or any kind of feedback i would love to hear from you so you can always come to my instagram come to my website yoga by nicole and you can also if you like subscribe to my podcast and write me a review i would love that that would really mean so much to me so on apple Podcasts, just dropping me a quick review yeah that's it so far i hope you're having a wonderful week i send you All the best, lots of love and namaste.